The time for empty talk is over. Now arrives the hour of action. It's time for the John DePietro Show here on News Talk WNRI 1380 AM and 99.9 and 95.1 FM. He's a special kind of sentinel. Mr. DePietro, who is in the eye of the storm. Suddenly, John DePietro became the story. Radio talk show host John DePietro. All right, here we go, folks. Welcome to the lunchtime. Good afternoon, one and all. Here I am. It's one. This portion of our program is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Remember what we say when your appliance is dying. Just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. Whether it's the uh, washing machine or your dryer or your stove or refrigerator or oven or microwave, any appliance. If any, when your appliance is dying, needs to be repaired, call Ryan. 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Remember, all work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair. Well, folks, we uh, she's kind enough to come in every Tuesday. Uh, still working on a title for the hour. Uh, but she is one of my siblings. She is also a Massachusetts communication consultant. And I asked her to call in just because we were talking about the debate. And then there it was last night. And I was a uh, combination watching it and then also texting with her and then tweeting last night. And uh, she joins us now and is uh, my sister, Donna Perry. Good afternoon, DJ. Great to be with you, John. I am uh, very anxious to hear your thoughts on uh, what I thought was a very, very pivotal debate last night. I've been listening to you, J.D. Uh, I couldn't agree more. And what occurred to me, Bloomberg broke the most basic rule of politics that they teach candidates at a guy at his level. And that is, you better know the fight you're in at that moment. And that guy, what he projected last night is someone who does not understand the fight he's in. He, they do not understand the scope of this op opponent, Bernie Sanders. Um, that was very clear, and he did not achieve these two key things he had to show. Can you be the guy to stop Sanders, you know, from the primary point of view, and would you be someone who could go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the machine of, of Donald Trump? And I, I just think... Coming out of that last night, he, it is an understatement to say he underperformed. Didn't you find, Donna Perry, that, I mean, everyone had a lot at stake last night. Um, and I, even after her uh, subpar in Iowa and then fourth place in New Hampshire, I, I thought the Elizabeth Warren campaign, I mean, we were joking. They were saying there's a stench of death with her and Biden. Yep. But, boy, she came out of the box last night and just gave him a beatdown before he could even get his feet under him. Yeah, I mean, there's no question. She, She's back, you know. She had her strongest performance, I think, in all of the debates. Yes. Um, she came ready for a fight. Um, and she really, I think it was within the first 60 seconds, that she just laid out those charges. And that's a... a that's a real important technique, J.D. You know, you've talked to candidates over the years. You know how to tell people. The thing is, you throw them off. And I think in 30 seconds, she laid out those two very unattractive charges of supposedly things he has said to women over the years, 
Uh, it was reminiscent of the famous Megyn Kelly who came right out of the box in 16, said to Trump, you know. But he didn't get thrown off his feet. I mean, I think she did that. That was just a warm-up to say, I'm holding back nothing. And, and she definitely had her strongest night. She was back to, you know, she dropped the plan of being the unity candidate. That wasn't working for her. That's obvious. Um, so she played a very big role. And But then I think what's interesting about these contests at this point, J.D., is how, you know, her strategies and how does that affect them down the line. So, you know, ben, Bernie, in my view, if someone else is doing part of the knife fight, he's the beneficiary of that moment. You know, she she was doing some of that work for him. Yeah, no, big time. And, and, and you know, people are commenting that she didn't go after him. She went after... Mayor Pete, she went after Klobuchar, even obviously Bloomberg. But I'm looking right now at, uh, I was just scrolling Twitter and the Washington Post opinion. Elizabeth Warren just tore apart a billionaire. Why not Trump? Boy, last night it, it showed when you have a target, he, they didn't, she didn't view him as another Democrat candidate up there on the stage. She viewed Bloomberg and treated him as if. She were to me as if she were in a debate against President Trump. Yeah, I, I could, well, that's that's kind of what she was doing, you know. When she laid that line out, that was like brilliantly executed because she said she threw out two very unattractive lines and and said, "Oh, I'm not saying that about Trump. This just has come out of his mouth." So I thought they executed it perfectly. Uh, it definitely threw him off instantly. He also. J.D., which doesn't bode well for him, um, and you've already been touching on this, he, he just looked like a guy not wanting to be there, not, certainly not ready to be there, looking like this is all beneath him, um, and, and then definitely the fact that they would not have had him prepared with more really good defense lines if there's non-disclosure agreements that and this has been talked about women who've left his company, you yep. know, and, and suits and all that. And, like, the fact that I thought that was a really muddled answer from him. Um, she was doing a couple of things there. She's rallying back her base. Bernie has taken a lot of her female support. He's got really strong female surrogates. So um, I think she she needed, though, J.D., she needed a night like this because she's been at fourth or fifth. So, you know, it's strategic. It's fundraising. It's all the reports this morning that her, you know, money really came back up. I don't know if it's going to be enough, but, boy, she really did knock him right off. And she did show she would have the ability. I mean, her on a stage with Trump, that, that, could, be, that could be a Vegas fight for the ages. What, what did you think of uh, Senator Bernie Sanders last night? Well, I think um, what Bernie has shown is his stage skills now. He, he has reached the peak of of how well he can manage he has you know what i mean like and he also was able to able to do something that a lot of them don't and that is like you don't need to wait for what i thought by the way was like very lame moderators that's uh, i'll mention that in a minute i i thought they were nbc like lost control of the debate that i thought the questions were not sharp um and and they you know people don't always know how to pivot but bernie does know how to pivot and he does know how to take anything that could be, you know, sort of a criticism 
and he spikes it right back. I he mean, does. He's, str- he's the strongest on the stage. He is. Like, yeah. no question. He, because of war- the only thing about Warren, if you are of certain points of view, she's very strong. There are a lot of people who feel there's like a pile-on against, oh, that happens in a workplace, harassment. I think there are some limits to the Me Too lines of attack, John. I do. So I think she has some lanes that are with her, but I think Bernie just kind of runs the whole table, and he really showed that last night. I think Bernie has vulnerabilities, but no one seems able, you know, to go after that. Um, You know, whether it is, again, like he has been shown up a bit about not understanding. They talk a lot about the health care thing and why he's having a little bit of trouble with that union in Vegas. Public sector employees right. like you and I've talked about this. They want they like that the taxpayer is paying for their really good, sometimes blue chip, really good plan. So that that's like, but no one seems to know how to really lay a glove on him on, on something like that, and of other issues too. He is he. You're exactly right. He is the most skilled up there. He. You know, he, he's just very talented, and he is, he's a very effective politician. He is, he's making his speech. He doesn't fully direct, uh, address and answer questions. He gets through. He has his set lines on statistics and numbers and this amount with the insurance companies and everything. And it, it comes off. First of all, as we both said, he is very authentic. I just don't think anything is going to stop him. He, whether they like it or not. If it was supposed to be Bloomberg, Donna Perry, there's no way. I don't think he recovers. I know they're saying, think of this. He's going to go through this again next next Tuesday. Yeah. That I, I was, I was very surprised that he was pounded in his flat as he was because as much as he has not been debating, he has been out there on the trail and all this other stuff. But what did you think of um? What do you think of uh, a former Vice President Joe Biden last night, Donna Perry? Well, and I think as you have mentioned. Bloomberg's wooden and, like, just really tough-looking demeanor almost did make everyone else look better. He I think, did. Like, Biden almost looked like he had a mega coffee going. Yeah. I mean, he looked more fiery than he has in more recent debates, but yep. he is so not great at, like, landing a precision punch, John. He just isn't. Like, I, I just think... You know, he made a few, I thought they weren't that well, it didn't come across that strong. Like, And he was kind of lost in the middle of between, you know, uh, Warren just nailing him over on that side of the stage. And then that nasty dust up, he was like stuck in the middle. And he then was. Bernie just like holding the cord at the center. You know, I think the optics of the way they were positioned was was interesting. Um, and well, it, it also, it, it, it made you forget that there had been the dust-up between Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. They were next to each other. She didn't attack him. Biden, through all of the debates, the most consistent thing he's done is he lets you know he's watching the clock and he only has 20 seconds left. And he's the only one. The other ones they have to cut off. Um, I I think, what are your thoughts last night on Amy Klobuchar and Mayor Pete? That obviously, I I mean... She wouldn't even look at him, wouldn't even shake his hand. I thought it was a little unfair that a reporter they brought in from Telemundo or whatever that really went after her, but you didn't know the Mexican president's name, and that he was pounding her, but then she was firing back at him. Those two, on the end, clearly there's bad blood there. Really bad blood, and and that's a good point, because I did think that Telemundo anchor, it was almost like a very personal point. Like, she was almost like trying to be 
like so as if that she was representing people who were insulted that Amy wouldn't know the name of the president of Mexico. Um, and so that was like her line. And then they allowed, again, back to the moderators, though, they allowed Pete multiple openings. He was way beyond his time. I mean, if you want to be technical and fair, I thought it was very fair, uh, very unfair to Amy. Um, and I think she defended herself as best she can when you're getting ambushed. The moderators do not jump in. I mean, at one point, there is Lester Holt saying, hey, wait, wait, wait. It was like running a fifth grade class. And they're, you know, but they thought that she did defend herself as best she could and said, oh, excuse me, I'm not, like, she didn't say little Mr. Perfect, but it, it did come across. Well, she did uh, say the word perfect. It must be nice to be said, perfect, Pete. I mean, yeah. that... And uh, you calling me and dumb? I mean, it got point. very personal. She, yeah. you know, when she first announced Donna Perry, uh, Amy Klobuchar, was, you know, the, the whole thing was that her staff knew about these tantrums behind the scenes. She could be really rough. And the whole thing of eating the, the salad with the comb on the plane. And boy, last night, you, you really saw signs of that. But she has a volcanic uh, temper. And, it, and she just, just, I really like when she said to him, you know, you haven't been in the arena. All you do is memorize talking points. Great line. And and I do think that was an important pushback. I mean, what's going on with their, their, with them, J.D., obviously, some of this is almost like a do-or-die time for people that are in that middle tier. You know what I mean? Like, he's trying to almost, like, get her shoved out of the race. That was, I mean, he definitely showed up there. With, that was his agenda, is I got to knock off this other sort of moderate. You know, I think that was, so he must have decided... Um, I mean, maybe strategically not a dumb move. You know, he might have said, Bloomberg, Bernie, i got to knock her out. And I, I do think that was the strategy there. Um, but I do want to note, J.D., Go ahead. like, just really, there were so many lost opportunities. If you had a fired-up, smart debater, um, and like Bloomberg, even against Bernie, like when they, when Elizabeth, you just made a good point, when she was trying to nail him about women in your workplace, why wasn't Bloomberg coming back on a couple of points? He could have, again, you don't stand there and wait for the question, and that showed like kind of real inexperience. Yeah, well, he and he's flat, he has not been debating. Um, I, I thought he was terrible. I mean, that first hour, I, I think it slides out. I just don't think you recover from that. I really don't. I don't think this is a strength of his. He, he just could have jumped back. He could have said, hey, you're the guy that she said said a woman can't win the presidency. He could have. I think they all lost opportunities to go harder against uh, the Bernie bros and the harassment online. I mean, Bloomberg's campaign is running a really sharp ad on that it's like he didn't even know do you know what i mean like he could have i do but it all came to me it came crashing down last night because he didn't he didn't come close to matching the ads the ads uh, he i in some ways you know this debate he almost like hurt himself he wanted to be in that debate he hurt himself final question again folks good afternoon we'll speak with uh, donna perry um uh, do you see I, i just don't see anyone stopping sanders he's getting stronger no one's laying a glove on him on the stage. If Bloomberg was the firewall to stop him, I think Bernie Sanders is going to blow the doors off that on Super Tuesday. And one last point is, what I think Bloomberg also underestimated is, let's face it, he was a Republican. He became an independent. There was a lot of anger in the room built up because he's been dropping so much money. And I think you saw last night, both with Biden 
and Elizabeth Warren, one of the reasons they did so well is it's so much easier in a debate if you there's someone to attack as opposed to you're trying to just politely yeah. point out the differences, nuances. I don't want to offend my friend over here. Make no, no bones about it. They, they were at their best when they were attacking Bloomberg. Yeah, and, and you're right. And he's the perfect foil for exactly. everything. Yes. They've been, they, what they've been arguing, yep. they needed that, and that gave new life to her. Yes. And, and really some life to Biden. Um, it was like they needed that foil, but then, interestingly, see, but then they're not talking even about Trump. No, um, but, no. But because, you know what, this is their battle right now. Right. And big picture, it all benefits Trump. We know that, but um, this is their immediate battle, and I think, you know, J.D., um, I, I have kind of been more cynical than you. I thought, of, you know, they're not going to go forward with Bernie, but you're right. On the He's other the hand, candidate. There's math, there's delegates. Oh, yeah. How do, how do they transparently stop him? They can't. Um, nope. The and, ticket, and, I'm telling you, I realized last night, this ticket will be Bernie as the nominee, and Elizabeth Warren will be his VP candidate. And she's going to slowly try to gra gravitate a little bit more towards the middle. But no one is stopping him. He will be the nominee, and it is going to be him versus President Trump. And, and as much as, again, I disagree with all his policies, but he is the best one up there. This, this is like, you know, Trump was the best candidate to emerge in 2016 months with the 19 Republicans. Bernie Sanders will emerge as the winner, there's no way. And even that memo that Amy Klobuchar yeah, referenced, right. that was from the Bloomberg people telling them the math is getting desperate. We need these people to exit the race. There's no one that is getting out of the race now to make room for Mayor Mike Bloomberg. No. No, no. way. No way. And, and that's, you're right. Like, it was a complete strategic mistake. Disaster. Ready. Disaster. They, they, they actually would have benefited themselves to just skip it. Yes. And, like, and, take, and take two days of weird press. Who cares? Whatever it is. That, yeah. Yeah, that, that, you're right. That gave them the foil. It put Warren back oh, in the driver's Absolutely. Seat. He should have let them all just kind of be up there boring, dying in the vine. Now... <laughs> you know, not to jump too far ahead, and I'll let you go. But now the next debate is Tuesday. Now, if anyone that missed the debate, I don't know what you. I'm watching to watch Bloomberg again get pummeled by that crowd coming up right. on Tuesday night. There's no way he can get ready in time, and it is you know the whole panel will be against him. And even if you're Klobuchar, whoever, forget about Mayor Pete, the one to go after that really like gets people charged up and gets the most is Bloomberg. But one last point, Donna Perry is. And I think it's a good point, is if you just walked in last night and sat down and you didn't know anything about backgrounds or spending or anything else, you would question why Bloomberg was even on that stage. I mean, there was nothing impressive about it. Nothing. I, I, it just it wasn't there in any way. I think his, and my last point would be, I thought one of his most telling lines of how he is not understanding the fight he's in he said the job of president is a manager right and you know what john you know that kind of tells him everything about the tin air he has of not understanding why there's a movement behind trump not yep. understanding how trump inspires the people excites the people turn them on or liberal extremism of 30 40 years for him to say that he, he looked like he was trying interviewing to be the president of a cpa firm you're right <laughs> excellent i love that I Very mean, good point. 
you know, it's to say the job of president is manager. Oh, God. No, you know what, John? No, it's actually not that. Right. It's so much more than that. It means so much more to people. And the fact that he stood there, and it's, to me, that tells me he's not in this game. He's okay, not. This, this, nope. Folks, we have yeah. her in every Tuesday at noon. She's Donna Perry. Look for her on Twitter. DJ, great job. We'll talk to you again. Great to be here. Thanks. All right. Man. Folks, again, uh, we'll open up the phone lines to you. Tim Dodd is going to join me. Um, someone put on, uh, it's John DePietro, 766-1380. If you want to weigh in, someone put on Facebook Live. We'll wait till the debate when they get into the real questions. There's no guarantee on that. You know, there's no guarantee on where these things then veer off. But I'm t- if you miss a debate last night, and I see people, oh, I don't have the time to, I'm not bothered, you're, you're missing out. Sanders will be the nominee because I don't see anyone stopping him. How funny is this, though? How would you like to be Sid McKenna, who just left to be the uh, state party director of the Democrat Party, or Ramundo? How about Ramundo? They're all in with Bloomberg. I'm telling you right now, he is DOA. He is DOA. This will be... Uh, he would, he does not come back from last night. Anyone that is saying, well, you know, it's uh, still early, and 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 the the more you you think about it, I mean, what made Biden, but especially Elizabeth Warren, so effective? Know your enemy. That's right. That's exactly right. But what made them so effective was they needed the foil. They needed someone to go after an attack instead of. Here's my health care plan. There's your health care plan. Blah, blah, blah. You know, all these people keep saying they should be attacking President Trump. And again, folks, if you're a Trump supporter, I know some people are saying, Juan, what are you talking about? And, and by the way, President Trump's approval rating just went up. It's the highest it's ever been. And this, thank you, Frank Ritchie. Let's get a thumbs up from everybody on Facebook Live that love that beautiful Trump 2020 sign that Juan holds up uh, in the studio. But Warren showed... You know, I think that's pretty interesting. She showed what she would do against a billionaire on the stage. Bloomberg walked in. He's he's with the wrong party. I think now he missed the window. If he wanted to run, I'm not saying he would have won, but he should have run as a Republican in 2016. He should have entered that fray. I don't know how he would have done. I don't know if anything would have stopped President Trump, but he does not belong on that stage because... I, I think this whole business, for instance, stop and frisk, and we'll talk about this with Attorney Tim Dodd coming up at 1 o'clock. That was a successful policing program. And it was Bill Bratton that started it in the 90s with Rudy Giuliani. And it's, it, it's actually pretty simple. Stop and frisk is you're the police. You see two young guys in a dangerous area walking. You don't need a warrant. You have the right to stop them and frisk them. And by the police doing that, they would confiscate weapons and... It, it cut down on crime. He, he wouldn't even explain it. All he does is apologize. I mean, Bloomberg got pummeled last night. And, and after the debate, they put out, well, you know, it's just warming up. I'm, t- I'm telling you, I think it's over. Because, hi there, Mini Mike. Well, all right, with the nicknames. But anyhow, that, that's irrelevant. I'm telling you, um, he, he, he was so unprepared. You know, I'm curious. We have a caller named Steve that calls in. 766-1380. He called yesterday. I thought we'd hear from him today. He said he fully expected that Mike Bloomberg would get up there and lay out Bernie Sanders. And I disagreed. I said, I don't think so. He's not in the rhythm. He hasn't been doing it. Unless you do it, you're rusty. He's flat. 
it just wasn't happening. Um, he got absolutely his head handed to him. And all those clips of the people, I, I'm telling you right now, I, he's gonna, he doesn't have enough money. Put it that way. He doesn't have enough money. He's got $60 billion of which he's apologized. Can you imagine you're on stage? Talk about you're in the wrong party. You're on the, he, he's, he's on stage, and they're making him apologize the fact that he has a fortune of $60 billion. And he was, he was apologizing. And, and Sanders is almost like, you know, you should be ashamed of yourself for being so successful. Bloomberg was bad. Wow. And not only that, not only was he bad, but he allowed to be a foil for Senator Elizabeth Warren and for Biden. The two of them were dead and buried, and both of their camps realized we're going to come out, and the way we're going to bring you back to life is to have you pound Mayor Mike Bloomberg. And pound they did. What a vicious beating. Now, he has to get back up on the debate stage with this crowd on Tuesday in South Carolina. And it's going to be more haymakers. And it's going to be more, yes, it's going to be more on stop and frisk. It's going to be more about these non-disclosure agreements uh, that were going on within his company. And some of those things, by the way, for instance, stop and frisk, which is the policy, which is policing, where you're in a, you're in a dangerous neighborhood where there's a lot of crime. And the police are allowed, they go after young guys that are normally members of gangs, and they would stop them and frisk them and many times take away weapons. In a Republican debate, in a Republican debate, I, he gets cheers, I think, and even maybe even a standing ovation. What do I mean by that? And again, folks, 401-766-138. What I mean is he's in the wrong party. He's in the wrong party with his background. Bloomberg, he, he, he shouldn't have run as a Democrat. He was a Republican. He became an independent. He... he he should not. If, if President Trump had run as a Democrat, can you imagine him standing there uh, four years ago in a debate with Chafee, with Hillary, with Bernie Sanders, and that uh, lame governor from Maryland, McNally, I think was his name, or something like that. But anyhow, and talking about we're going to build a wall. He would have been booed off the stage. Bloomberg, if Bloomberg got up at a Republican debate, he'd say, hey, listen, or last night he should have said, stop and frisk. You know, that policy saved lives. Stop and frisk, save lives. It cut down on crime. It cut down on murders. Okay? I inherited it with my police. It was brought in by Bill Bratton. New York City, one of the safest, largest cities, blah, blah, blah. I mean, what's with all the apologizing? And this business of can you apologizing because he has $60 billion. What are you apologizing for? Yeah, you, you know, I'm the American dream. I'm the American dream. And I, I got that from working hard and blah, blah, blah. I mean, my God. Now, I, I don't know how he's going to get around this other stuff with the non-disclosure agreements in the workplace. As a matter of fact, I don't think he can. Not in that party. Republican Party would be different. Would, would President Trump have won the primary if he had run as a Democrat? The answer is no. But in the Republican, he does. Bloomberg is in the wrong party. I don't know if he even fits the Republican Party, but he's definitely in the wrong party with this crowd. 766-1380. Good afternoon. You're on the John DePietro Show. Hello. Hello. Good afternoon, John. Thanks for taking my call. Very welcome. Uh, oh, boy, what a bust out. Governor Raimondo should have waited a little while, another <laughs> week. And, uh, oh. You know, I that, mean, that is like you want to... Heavy anti-aircraft anti fire, man. He got shot down big time. He did. 
You know, that is like, um, I, I'm, I, see, now we know why some people wait. And you want to wait and see how they're going to do on the stage. That that's like buying a car off the lot before you've had a chance to test drive it. I mean, now now where do you go? Now she's stuck. She endorsed him. Absolutely. She's out with everybody else. Uh, she thought like I'm going to get on. You know, no one's going to stop it. That I'm telling you right now, that campaign is over. You you do not in this day and age. You do not recover from the type of beating he took last night. Correct. He's done. He's he's done. Yeah, at that first hour. I mean, I, I think it was over right... Thank you for the call. I think it was over right there. I think it was over right there. Ma, when are we getting the heat back? As soon as... Local propane company. Delivers. Last time that took three days. At least it's not as cold as inside. I'm propane man, and I got a plan. I'm gonna help you with your gas. If your service is lame, we don't play that game. We're gonna be there in a flash. If your heat is out, just give us a shot with a company you can trust. Brittle and maintain, yeah, we keep it green. You can always count on us. Propane Plus. Propane Plus. Well, folks, Propane, propane Plus, Plus, they want to be your propane <laughs> supplier. Call them today, 401, excuse me, 885-4209. Two locations for Hoboth, East Greenwich, heating and cooling. It's Propane Plus, your propane experts. Tim Johnson and his family, folks, they've been doing this for a long time. The leading provider of propane is Propane Plus, location in Rehoboth, Location in East Greenwich. Call Propane Plus today. 885-4209. Underground tanks. Full service. Your one service. One source, excuse me. For all your propane needs. Automatic delivery. Extensive selection of tanks. All propane appliances. Satellite tank monitoring. Locked in rates through the Plus plan. Discounts for builders. Installation and service for heaters. Generators, water heaters, pool heaters, fireplaces, boilers, and furnaces. It's Propane Plus. Give them a call, 885-4209, 885-4209 for Propane Plus. I'm on the road and my ride is going strong. At Paul Massey Chevrolet, you get the lowest price guaranteed every day with Rhode Island's only true one price on our exciting lineup of Chevrolets. Paul Massey's one price plus true car equals our best price, guaranteed, and it's only at Paul Massey, Rhode Island's number one Chevrolet dealer. Lease a 2020 Equinox LS front-wheel drive for only $179 a month for 39 months with $29.88 due at signing. Buick GMC South is New England's number one Buick dealer and Rhode Island's number one GMC dealer. Get the lowest price anywhere. Paul Massey's one price plus true car equals our best price. Guaranteed. Lease a 2020 Terrain SLE front wheel drive for only $198 a month for 39 months with $24.88 due at signing. Great selection, top-notch service, and the lowest one price only at Paul Massey. Hey, folks, remember now, as the weather is heating up and getting warmer, hi there, Kathy's uh, Santos. Remember, Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Now, on your property, right, on the side of your home or building, do you have some algae? Do you have some moss? Well, if that is the question, if that is the situation, then you want Bethel certi- Certified Soft Wash. They have a Facebook page. Find the Facebook page. I have it um, connected to my Facebook page, but it's Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-L, Bethel Certified Soft Wash. All you can do, and this is so easy, you um, mainly on siding and decks and patios, 
call or call. You can call algae and mildew. Let's get rid of it. Algae and mildew. Let's get rid of it. It's Bethel certified soft wash. You can take a picture of that on your property and then text it to Jared at 401-617-2585. 617-2585. The highly trained team will come out to your home and gently wash away all unwanted material such as algae and mildew. Remember, um, you want soft washing. Soft washing is the low pressure system. Does not harm vinyl. Won't damage any part of the surface. You want certified Bethel soft wash. Text Jared at 401-617-2585. Same day, same day, free consultation. The residential specialist, and remember, it's biodegradable and plant safe. Low pressure. Text Jared at Bethel soft wash. 401-617-2585, 401-617-2585 for Bethel Soft Wash. You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. All right, folks, and we're back on this Thursday. Good afternoon, one and all. Here I am. It's Juan. It's John DePietro. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380. Roger Stone just sentenced 40 months in federal prison. 40 months in federal prison. Well, we'll see about that. We'll see whether or not... Um, we're going to talk about that with Tim Dodd coming up. So that's about three years. It's about three years. I wouldn't be surprised if he is pardoned at some point. But that's much less than what they initially were talking about, eight or nine years, 40 months. Get a couple months off here and there. Not a lot, but a couple. So 36 months you end up doing, you have to do three years. It's not easy. Certainly not easy. Um, Roger Stone sentenced 40 months in prison. Hey, folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today at 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110. MEGA Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, Rhode Island City Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, ABS repairs, brakes, doors. If it's on a trailer, they can fix it. MEGA, MEGA, Truck and Trailer Repair, 508-336-2110. We've been talking about last night, that was a very important debate. I think last night was one of those debates. I mean, prior to this, they, they really have not been that consequential or memorable. But I'm going to go a step farther. And I say that last night, what happened to former New York City Mayor Mike Bloomberg... Um, I, I believe that that is going to be one of those lessons at Harvard Kennedy School of Government of it was a mistake when he clearly was not prepared to be part of this, clearly not prepared to be on that debate stage. I mean, people were tweeting out last night on whether or not, you know, where was the debate prep? Was there any debate prep? Now, Lawrence, you can always email me, john at 
uh, Dimitro.com. John at Dimitro.com. Good afternoon, Juan. Do you think Bloomberg would be better off avoiding debates going forward and continuous personal campaign ads? <clears throat> he writes, I think he'd be better off dropping out of the debates going on his own and let the remainder fight among themselves. Last night, all Bloomberg did was to bolster Warren and Sanders as well as Biden. Trump's best bet to get reelected is to keep Democrats fighting with themselves, keep Bloomberg from becoming a sacrificial land. I think that's a very good evaluation. Very good, as a matter of fact. Um, <clears throat> should he stop doing them? The only problem is the TV ads can only buy us so much. And they bought him a lot. You know, we saw last night. Think of that. He has spent. This, this is even hard to wrap your mind around. He has spent $400 million of his own money. That got him on the stage last night. Now, it can only get the numbers up so far and so high. Sanders is raising a lot of money. And after last night's performance, Bernie Sanders is raising even more. The problem with not going to the debates is I think it's, you know, that's, that's, that's a very good question. But ultimately, people expect, like, let's hear from the candidate. So it's obviously given him a bump. He has shot up in the polls. A lot of those polls, by the way, are name recognition. But what Bloomberg faces from last night, and I mean this, you're going to see those numbers drop. Anyone that saw him is not voting for him. There's no way. If, if you were, if you, and by the way, they're early voting in Nevada. Nevada caucus this Saturday. If you're a Bernie supporter, you watched last night and you gave a thumbs up. That's my guy, right? If you're Elizabeth Warren supporter, you're saying, hold on, not so fast. She's still in this thing. If you're, I, I didn't think anything could bring Biden back. What Bloomberg did was he brought Biden back and he brought Elizabeth Warren back because he became the foil that they could pummel. So Larry Lawrence brings a, a good point. If you don't have that, what would that debate have looked like last night without Bloomberg? It probably would have just been the moderates fighting amongst themselves trying to get their territory, right? I mean, the moderates on that stage prior to Bloomberg are Mayor Pete, Senator Klobuchar, Amy Klobuchar, and former Vice President Joe Biden. And then the two progressives are Elizabeth Warren, Senator Warren, and Senator Bernie Sanders. Three senators on the stage, by the way. One mayor, former mayor, and then one former vice president. If you take that out of the mix, you have, if you remember, Biden and Mayor Pete and Klobuchar, they were all infighting to try to get the moderate lane. Elizabeth Warren, Senator Warren, and Senator Bernie Sanders, they had a pact before this whole thing started. They wouldn't attack each other. Elizabeth Warren, Senator Warren is trying to portray herself as she's not as socialist, communist as Bernie Sanders. I believe that will now be the ticket, those two. I think she has found her niche. I think she is content with the idea that, <clears throat> I know some people are saying she could still be, you're not going to beat him. The numbers aren't there. He, after last night, he is going to rocket in Nevada this Saturday. And then you he will win South Carolina. The money is pouring into the Sanders campaign. And then on Super Tuesday, he's going to win California. Michael Bloomberg is nowhere. My God, that's like the expression, better to remain silent than to open your mouth and let everyone know that you're a fool or whatever the expression is. Bloomberg was pounded last night. If you missed that, wow, what an absolute pounding he took. 
And and yet it, I didn't hear anyone talking about the fact that Elizabeth Warren and the Biden campaign, they saw that for what it was, which was an opportunity to really explode. And there's the billionaire on the stage. I want to go into a Michael Cohen fight night in Las Vegas in the Boston Globe. <clears throat> Hard pressed to think of a more fitting uh, description of what happened in Las Vegas. And that is that they said that uh, Michael Mike Bloomberg's Wikipedia page should be updated to state he had died on the stage at the hands of Elizabeth Warren. The first words out of Warren's mouth landed like an uppercut to the jaw of the former New York City mayor. I'd like to talk about who we're running against. Billionaire calls women fat broads, horse-faced lesbians. I'm not talking about Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. Bloomberg then proceeded to take body blow after body blow. Couldn't get his gloves up to defend himself. Everyone knew Bloomberg would be asked about his support for stop and frisk. Everyone except Exine Bloomberg, who had no good answer when asked about it. <laughs> Later, under withering criticism from Warren, his refusal to release the NDA's non-disclosure agreements. His response included, none of the women accused me of doing anything more than maybe they didn't like a joke I told. Um, if it was a sexist joke, that's the problem. Former Vice President Joe Biden, Senator Amy Klobuchar, and Senator Bernie Sanders got their licks in, too. But Bloomberg was often his own worst enemy. He came across as arrogant. Doesn't this sound like Raimondo, by the way? Hi there, Don O'Neill. Arrogant, condescending, unprepared, and out of touch with the party he's seeking to lead. By the time the debate ended, his carcass had practically been picked clean. Bloomberg's poor showing seems likely to stall his momentum. But he's not on the ballot in Nevada, so who will immediately benefit? With the exception of Klobuchar, one could make the case that all candidates will. They did what they needed to do. Warren had a fantastic debate. Now, again, this is the Boston Globe. Uh, repeatedly showed her effectiveness, deliver, delivering a political attack. She didn't attack only Bloomberg. She hit everyone. Even Sanders got a glancing blow. If her Hail Mary effort didn't restart a campaign, nothing will. Biden had a surprisingly good night. He still gets tongue-tied, confused, shouting with passion. But he wasn't afraid to mix it up, especially with Bloomberg. He went after with apparent glee. It was an energetic performance. Seems likely to reassure supporters he's still alive in the race. If Bloomberg takes a hit from Wednesday, stands the reason Biden could benefit. Much of the former rises come from the latter. In Nevada, Bloomberg no longer looks like such a great option. Biden could reap the whirlwind. Mayor Pete Klobuchar with the undercard. Someone said it's like a uh, murder-suicide. These two are fighting for moderate Dem voters, so it's not surprising they're tangled. But the venom was remarkable. Most revealing moment came late in the debate. Mayor Pete hit Klobuchar for voting to confirm Kevin McLean, the former U.S. Customs Border Protection Commissioner, as well as support for legislation to make English the national language. It was a smarmy attack. Klobuchar responded with a I wish everyone was as perfect as you, Pete. <laughs> You've not been in the arena doing the work. You memorized a bunch of talking points and a bunch of things. At that moment, every story from former staffers about a rage rang true. Klobuchar was flustered. She lashed out in a way clearly reflected the deep animus she feels towards the political upstart. Spoke volumes about the deep well of anger resentment that resides under Klobuchar's well-constructed facade of Minnesota nice. It also demonstrated her political inadequacies. Mayor Pete came prepared to get under Klobuchar's skin. 
He wanted to get a reaction out of her, and it worked. Disciplined politicians don't get so easily thrown off in their game. But Klobuchar did. And Mayor Pete could benefit from that. Finally, a word on Sanders. He had the best night of anyone. The other candidates were so busy attacking Bloomberg, they forgot to lay a punch on the nominal frontrunner. In fact, every time Buttigieg attacked him, he was the only candidate who consistently did. Sanders interrupted and talked over him. <laughs> that is true. While it neutralized Mayor Pete's criticism, to my ear, Sanders came across as arrogant, condescending. It wasn't a great look. Then again, he usually comes across as arrogant, condescending, and never seems to hurt him with core supporters. Doubt last night was any different. It was, wasn't a great debate for Sanders, but it didn't need to be. Top of the polls, got to be in first place when the smoke is cleared. If you're the front runner, that's a pretty good outcome. You know, that, I think that's, that's pretty fair evaluation. Now, I mentioned, we talked about it yesterday with Dan McGowan, Sid McKenna leaving her perch as executive director of the Rhode Island Democrat Party for a top spot on Bloomberg's presidential campaign team in Rhode Island. Well, I mean, that is DOA. That is absolutely DOA. That is not going anywhere. I'm telling you, you know, he may have. He may have, and he does. He has $60 billion. Guess what? He doesn't have enough money. He sh- Bloomberg maybe should go to what Andrew Yang was saying. I'm going to give everybody $10,000 because uh, last night, that that was we haven't seen I haven't seen a beating like that in a long time, really. And I don't know when the last time I saw a beating like that. Hi there, Captain Chris. Where was Sleepy Joe? He was there. He wasn't great, but they he was pounding on uh, Bloomberg like everybody else. Yeah, Bloomberg took quite the beating last night. All right, seven six six thirteen eighty. Our legal expert Tim Dodd is going to join. We're going to talk about the uh, Roger Stone situation. He has been sentenced to forty months. We will also talk about the grand jury and uh, Speaker Mattiello. Also, the transgender lawsuit. We're going to talk about that as well. Hey, folks, I want to remind you, if you ever find yourself in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. It's Kenny. It's Patricia. If someone hits your vehicle, Chris, if someone hit your vehicle and damaged it, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 401- 272-3340. They're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Keep their number handy. And if you're ever in an accident, call West Fountain Auto Body today. 272-3340. Trump ally Roger Stone sentenced to 40 months in prison. We'll see about that. Uh, we'll see if he, whether or not he gets pardoned. We don't know. Um, all right, it's John DePietro. Tim Dodd, our legal expert, is going to join me coming up at 1-766-1380. More on the debate coming next. Attention business owners. In today's world, customers judge you by your website. And for most people, their first introduction to your business or company is your website. Karen Etchells at Innovast is here to help. Give her a call at 401-321-2799. Hey, now it's 2020. you got to freshen up that old website design that Al Gore invented. If you've been thinking about updating your website, or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional, and she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321- 2799. That's 401 321 2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. 
Well, folks, remember, MEGA professionals, they're here to help your company. Call them today, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA professionals. What can they help you with? Well, you need workers, drivers, certified help in the healthcare industry, part-time, full-time, weekend workers, local AKA sleep-at-home drivers, class AB, non-CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled workers, labor, office professionals, home care, health care, MEGA, MEGA professionals can do it all. Call them today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801, 508-336-7801 for MEGA professional. Paul Massey Buick GMC South is New England's number one Buick dealer with the area's largest selection and Rhode Island's number one GMC dealer. Get the lowest price anywhere. Paul Massey's one price plus true car equals our best price. Guaranteed. Lease a 2020 Terrain SLE front wheel drive for only $198 a month for 39 months with $24.88 due at signing. So shop Paul Massey, where every vehicle is clearly marked with our lowest one price. Folks, remember, for all your heating needs, call Henry Oil today at 401-521-0200. Your oil delivery company, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil. Since 1947, our Rhode Island success story, automatic delivery, they have budget plans, lock and cap pricing, fuel oil, Full-service fuel company, oil burner service and installation. Call Henry Oil today, 401-521-0200, or online at henryoil.com. You are listening to The John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. Folks, and we're back on this Thursday. Good afternoon, one of all. Here I am. It's Juan. Sean DePietro, weekdays. We start at 11, and we go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at DePietro.com. I want to play yesterday. We're going to talk about this with uh, Tim Dodd coming up. But yesterday you had, think of this. I don't understand who makes the decisions with uh, some of the local media coverage or a lack of. Uh, you have a grand jury investigation going on right now on the most powerful position on island, and that is the Speaker of the House. And I want to commend Channel uh, 12 and the Providence Journal have been fantastic on it. Channel 12 has really been uh, leading the way on this grand jury on Speaker Mattiello. Let's play some of that. This is uh, their package on it. Hi there, Jeffy. Weeks. Two top aides to House Speaker Nick Mattiello testified today before a grand jury. And a key figure in the case talked to us moments after appearing before the secret proceeding. I can answer all their questions truthfully and um, honestly. And I saw no wrongdoing with this matter. Frank Montanaro, one of at least two who testified today as the grand jury looks into whether or not the speaker retaliated against the convention center to help his friend. Target 12 investigator Walt Buteau was at Kent County District Court and is here now with the details. Some three hours of questions behind closed doors today as a statewide grand jury faced two of the speaker's most powerful allies. 
Frank Montanaro Jr., the executive director of the Joint Committee on Legislative Services, testified for about an hour. I can't tell you what the questions that they talked about. What I can tell you is I answered the grand, uh, the grand jury all their questions. As Target 12 first reported last month, House Speaker Nicholas Mattiello spoke with a convention center board member in December about a personnel matter involving the speaker's friend, James Demers, a retired state trooper who is the facility's director of security. Within days of that conversation, the now polarizing convention center performance audit was ordered through Montanaro's JCLS. Any regrets on the way the audit was ordered? I have no uh, response to that question. I do my job on the executive director uh, to the JCLS, and uh, I take my job seriously. It was a request, I honor a request from uh, the chairman as well as other members of the JCLS committee. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Last month, within hours of the convention center board voting against complying with the audit on allegations it was ordered illegally, Mattiello canceled it. But the Cranston Democrat has repeatedly denied any wrongdoing, a point echoed by Montanaro today. From the beginning, I have not seen any wrongdoing. Mattiello Chief of Staff Leo Skenyon, who testified for about two hours today was brief afterwards telling us he did not plead the fifth. I answered all their questions to the best of my ability, but I can't talk anymore about it. Convention Center accountant Beth Johnson was also spotted going into the office suite where the grand jury meets, but her attorney declined to comment. The House spokesperson tells Target 12 both Montanaro and Skenyon obtained their own legal counsel, used personal days to testify, and were not on state time. On WPRI.com, Governor Gina Raimondo levels some all right, so that is the latest. Now, we'll talk about this with uh, Tim Dodd coming up, folks. Again, that is uh, certainly something to watch, and we'll continue to follow it. Sean DePietro, listen, the Power Hour is next. You don't want to miss this. There's Mike Degnan. Hi there, Debbie. Uh, you don't want to miss this. We're going to cover the Roger Stone sentencing, the latest on the uh, Mattiello situation, and a lot more. Tim Dodd is next, our legal expert, to join us. Leave it right here on AM 1380. Remember, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online. Go to the website, depetro.com. The Power Hour is next with our legal expert, Tim Dodd. We're going to break quickly right now. Quick news update, the 1 o'clock news, and then be back on the other side. Are an official Rhode Island inspection station as well. WNRI Winsocket, W236CW, W260DC. W-N-R-I.